This podcast, The Two Mats, is sponsored as ever by the New European Newspaper. And we've got a very special subscription offer for you, a new one, where you can get a free bollocks to Brexit passport cover. That's right, you heard that right, folks. It's a burgundy, like vegan leather, beautifully designed passport cover. Pleather. To, to have pleather, that's what, that's what they call it, isn't it? Pleather. To hide your um, new British blue. The shame of the, the blue shame, The shame passport. of the blue passport. And you can get your free bollocks to Brexit passport cover free with a subscription to the New European from just £1 a week. So to take this fantastic offer, and trust me, if you like this podcast, you will absolutely love the New European, go to theneweuropean.co.uk forward slash two mats. That's the number two, M-A-T-T-S, and there's a link in the show notes. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I've caught Steve Anglesey off guard. I'm having a I'm having a Gaviscon tablet. A Gaviscon moment. Snowflakes. <laughs> Have you got heartburn? I've got slight heartburn because I'm very excited. Do you know why I'm so excited? Oh, can I guess? we go on, guess. Uh, is it the new Avengers movie? The new Avengers movie is comes that out tonight. Yeah. Are you Manchester gonna see it City beat Manchester United last night, which I'm very happy about. They did. Um, and, and obviously, as you will know from those two things, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Yeah. And what is just about to happen in the world, do you know, at the same time that we're recording this? James Bond. It is James Bond. And they're, they're announcing the cast of the new, um, the, the new James Bond film. OK, quick one. Best Bond, bon- best Bond moment ever. Best Bond moment ever? Yeah. Um, well... So there's so many, aren't there? I mean, the end of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is Beautiful. Good. Obviously, yeah. do you expect me to talk? No, I expect you to die. Yeah. All of that. I expect you um, to die. Pretty much, I love Diamonds of Forever. All, uh, not many sort of Bond aficionados Okay, worst do. Bond moment. Uh, when he dresses up as the clown in, um, is that for your eyes only or octopusy? And diffuses a bomb while dressed as a clown. That's right. So my, so my, so my favourite Bond moment, and also is, the whole of Spectre, yeah. which is just terrible. Yeah, my favourite Bond moment is um, the uh, cable car in Moonraker. Yes, very good. That was just because that was probably the first Bond film I watched repeatedly as a child. Yeah, that is my favourite one. And the worst Bond moment was that invisible car. Oh. That was ridiculous. I've had some ideas for Bond villains who could be in the next Bond film. Go on. Do you want me to just go through them? Now? Yes, please. Yes. So you could have a caddish 
sort of ladies' man yeah. figure. Big blonde fella, I'm imagining. Yeah. Um, the backstory is that he was at Eton with James Bond and he cheated and he got James Bond expelled and sent down from Eton. Oh. And his secret plan is to steal 350 million quid a week mm. from Brussels, yeah. spend it on himself, his headquarters, yeah. on a big red bus. The yeah. title is For Your Lies Only. <laughs> then I've got another one. I've got a former city trader, quite a weaselly yeah. little bloke. Yeah, yeah. Always wearing a sort of, you know, barber jacket and yeah. tweeds and sort of that. Yeah, yeah. Passed himself as a bit of a country gent. Yeah. Uh, and he invents an invasion from Turkey to steal power. Oh, I like that. The title yeah. for that is Quantum of Shithouse. <laughs> um, then I've got a fake aristocrat. He's sort of connected to this multinational financial institution with a secret headquarters <laughs> in Dublin. Uh, a view to a killing, that one is. Then I've got a shadowy insurance man. They're all shadowy, aren't they? Yeah, they to be. He can't, he can't really... They can't, MI5 can't work out where all his money's coming from, his wealth is coming from. And he's obviously got links to, to uh, a, a foreign power. It's from, from Russia with cash. Have to work on the title. And then my favourite <laughs> one so far is there's a disgraced posho. I think he could also have the Eaton... King, yeah, the Eden yeah, subplot, yeah. secret headquarters in a shepherd's hut, uh-huh. goes riding with a powerful media mogul and all his cronies, and the title is Pig <laughs> And I've done the theme song as well. Pig <laughs> do, do, do. He's the man, the man with the porky touch and his bacon crotch. Um, his so, bacon crotch. His bacon crotch. <laughs> so there you Great. go. Anyway, so oh. we can now get on with the... But those are my ideas. What do you think? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you've, you've certainly put a lot of effort into it. I, like, I mean, uh, the, the, the song is, a, you know, is quite something. You would have to get Bassy. Bassy would yeah. do that, yeah. Yeah, um, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think it would work. I think it would fly. I think, I mean, let's take it to... to Barbara Broccoli. Yeah. Who, who's directing now? Do we know? Because uh, Danny, what's his it's face? Kerry Katona. Uh, Ke- yeah, Kerry Katona's Brilliant. doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? And why it's, not? And it's the <laughs> the only um, the only location is Iceland. So, <laughs> so that's it's going to be good. <laughs> It sounds brilliant. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be excellent. Now, we know that people come to this podcast for their news. They do, yeah. They're going to be going, wow, that Bond, that's a strange choice. <laughs> yeah, they've made some odd choices yeah, there. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until I see yeah. it. <laughs> Very good. Well, it's been another interesting week, hasn't it? Yes. We're back from our Easter holidays. We are. We Well, you had a little week off munching eggs, didn't you? No. Well, you did, because you weren't on the podcast last week, because I did a best bit. Oh, you were, actually, weren't you? Yeah, we laughed at them yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, we did, yeah. Oh, OK. Jerry's had quite a few weeks yeah. off. Um, but we hope you enjoyed our little mashup. We, we we have news, though, this week, so we should get to it. There is some it. news, yeah. Um, after you, that... You're going to talk to Jerry, aren't you? Yes, Jerry's back. Don't worry. Yeah. I know there's been a, some concern about her well-being. Where She's she? fine. She's all right. And uh, she sent out one of her roving reporters this week to go and interview Mr Farage himself down in Clacton. Oh, right, So we yes. will be bringing you that uh, audio, and me and Jerry will be chatting about the return of Nigel Farage this week, back yeah. on his bus. I liked his aviator glasses. What do you think of them? Uh, I think he looked, yes, he looked quite sinister. He looks almost Bond villainish, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, well, he is quite also, sinister. He, well, that's right, he is, yeah. Um, <coughs> there's also a, um, a, a... Jerry's written a really good piece in the print edition of the New European she has. this week, which is with the... Uh, 
uh, a Labour politician from Jerry's hometown of Great Yarmouth who was punched, Yarmou. Yarmou, who was punched in the face yeah. um, while canvassing by um, well, the sort of man who said that politicians were traitors. Yeah. And um, yeah. and this is you know it's funny that this happens, isn't it? When well, people go around saying you should tell politicians what you think of them, and you know anyway. No one so. deserves a, a punch in the mouth. No. Um, well, I can think of it. Yeah, people. yeah, but probably don't do it. No. Uh, so let's start with. Uh, oh, and then of course we will crown a Brexiteer of the week. We will. But first, yes. I think we should let's get Theresa May out of the way. Is what some Tories <laughs> yeah, are saying trying to do yeah. this week. So um, there's two strands to Theresa May this week, I think. Really, yes. Um, the, the first is that there are there are some there is some chatter about a plan to bring to have another a high stakes move. A high stakes move. Yeah, to get that um, to break the, to break the Brexit deadlock. <laughs> You tell I'm a, I'm a daft old hack. A high stakes move, a transfer tug of war. A come and get me, please. Uh, so, right. Uh, so the, this is to put the legislation before the House. Yeah. Now, what would have to happen before that, of course, is for Theresa May to get a nod from Labour. Really, that she's she's going to uh, they're going to they're going to back it. Yes. There would then there would still have to be a meaningful vote. Yes. But I think it would probably go through on the nod if this were to go through. What Theresa May, I think, is trying to... How, she's not quite... She's been quite quiet this week, hasn't she? I know she was over in, in Ireland um, at the funeral of the journalist who was tragically uh, killed last week. But um, So we missed her at PMQs. But um, I think she's trying to build a kind of back the back it and we won't get destroyed at the Euro elections. Yes. Do you think that there is an element of that in her thinking as we stand? Oh, absolutely, because I think that without this, she is going to get destroyed in the Euro elections. But... But also, you know, if she if she attempts to well, we can talk about the polling, can't we? In in, in a minute yeah. of the of the Brexit party, I've got one particularly on incredible on. poll. But um, on on that particular, I think that it seems to have been her strategy now for a while with regards to getting her Brexit deal through is vote for this because it's slightly better than what will happen if you don't. Yes, um, it, it's a bit like what do you want on toast? Yes, shit or shite? Yes, what would um, you go for? Well, I think you... I don't know. I'd, I'd say, can I not have toast, I think. Exactly. Um, exactly the answer. But I think the problem is... So, OK, I mean, the local elections is, is Thursday, isn't it? Next is, is it a week today, or, or you're listening to this on a Friday, hopefully, or over the weekend. So local elections is next week, and I'm not sure they're going to get anything through before then, are they? Nope. Um, and she's really talking about not being destroyed in the European elections, but... The party that's leading the polling in the European elections at the moment is a party of no deal, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, and that party is commanding 20-odd percent of, of the polls for no deal. And yeah. then there's another party yeah. that also supports no deal. And about 25% of the population probably do support no deal. That's yeah. fairly consistent yeah. with the polls. Yeah. So yeah. whatever FUD she comes up with, with, with or without Labour, yeah. she's going to get destroyed in the European elections anyway. The other thing is, I think that... Jeremy Corbyn is perhaps play, do, playing to his mate her own game. He, he wants this to drag out mm. because, well, firstly, he's not worried about leaving the EU. We know that. No. Um, but also, he wants the Tories to get a kick in in the, yeah, in the European elections. Right, yeah. um, so it feels that these talks, I mean, I wonder what they're doing in these talks, just twiddling their thumbs and yeah. playing a bit of guess who. Maybe, yeah, that would be good. 
Do you like a game of Guess Who? I do like a game of Guess Who. It'd be great playing it with Jeremy Corbyn, wouldn't it? He's got a beret. Has he got a beret on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is he partly hidden by a bush outside his front door? <laughs> Did you hear that thing this week that there is there is concern among um, because of course uh, the civil service and and whatnot are always in slight planning mode for if there is a change of government etc cetera, etc cetera. Yes. and there is some concern that Jeremy Corbyn has kind of hinted that he w- he wouldn't actually move to number ten oh he's going to stay it, in it, it, he would stay in his in his house in a perfectly nice part of Islington it seems quite nice yeah um, but I mean what would his neighbours think of that. <laughs> We've got a live now to him, him pulling out his lectern into the middle of whatever road it is <laughs> in, in, in N1. Um, it's not really massive, fair on the others, is it? A massive pack of like 400 journalists on the street opposite. It's well, not it, fair yeah, on his, it wouldn't be fair on his neighbours. It isn't very fair. I, and I do think of, I do think about that quite quite often yeah what it must be like now because he probably years, didn't even know he was an mp <laughs> for years and years you'd be oh that nice old man who, in his track in his shell suit in his, in his shell suit occasionally and he's got a copy of the morning star it's like well you know when they go around to um and suddenly beth rigby's outside your house <laughs> well, with that's a big, fine, big light beth, yeah, with a massive light yeah and i mean it's a bit like um, I don't know, Steve, if, if you've ever done this, but as a as a, a cub and as a more senior reporter, you often go out on you know murders and things, and you have to go on people's doorsteps to yes. do knocks and things, and you might speak to a neighbour, and they often say things, usually leaning on a gatepost, say things like, "He was a quiet oh, man, kept himself to himself." Yeah. <laughs> they should interview his neighbours, shouldn't they? Should well, I never. I, he was perfectly normal. He always said hello to the kids. You know, he kept himself to himself. But yeah. then there'll always be one at the end. Well. I always thought he had a shifty look. <laughs> so a woman in a house coat. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that as an aside, Theresa May has had almost averted disaster again. Yeah. Because the twenty-two, the nineteen twenty-two committee um, of uh, they're a sort of backbench. Well, they're like a backbench union of Tory MPs, aren't they? Really, yeah. a weird little grouping. Graham Brady. Is their chairman? They are very um, influential because rule changes, etc., have to go through them, yeah. um, and they can, as we found out in December, I think it was December the twelfth, thirteenth, something like that. Um, they can also uh, prompt a leadership challenge, yes. which happened after months of discussion when forty-eight letters went into Graham Brady from the backbenchers. Theresa May subsequently won that vote, of course, without too much bother, and the twenty-two, and especially the the Brexity elements of the twenty-two. Um, were trying to change that rules and have a rerun yeah. of the vote. They wanted another vote. How dare they? <laughs> How dare they not respect the will of the Tory backbenchers? It is laughable, isn't it? Only months after they were willing to do a rerun, a new vote, and, and, and no one could really give a good reason as to why, apart from things like, well, you know, things have changed. Yeah. I mean... I, I, can how do they sleep at night? These people. They well, exactly. They've got oh, no self awareness whatsoever. Extraordinary. Um, anyway, nine votes to seven won it in favour of not having another vote, which I think is probably sensible. Um, so it will be another twelve months before Theresa May can have another leadership challenge. I, I should have asked me two years ago. She'd still be in charge, in you know. At the end of the year, I probably would have said no on both occasions, but she uh, she looks very unlikely to be in charge by December, I would have suggested. Um, and what John Stafford, who was the chairman of the Campaign for Conservative Democracy, an activist group, 
said yes. was, no change will further alienate the parliamentary party from the grassroots. Wow. Do you think that that is a concern, that the grassroots are just going to vote for the Brexit party and uh, everyone's shifting over, you know, that, that hardcore right-wing grassroots of the Tory party? Um... Well, it would, be, it, it would be a concern, wouldn't it? I mean, it, the, the Brexit party is a... I, don't know, I mean, what is going to happen? You could, you could quite easily have a sensible Conservative party, couldn't you, which would command the support of... I don't know. Another again, another twenty-five percent of the the population. Maybe we are heading to a, a, a place where these parties fracture. And well, we're going to talk about Change UK in, in a in a moment, aren't we? Um, but yeah, uh, the the grassroots, the the uh, who we've seen from these the Mail on Sunday polling made particularly alarming um, mm. reading for mm. Theresa May, didn't mm. it? Which sort of suggested that an awful lot of <coughs> local constituency chairmen and activists supported were going to vote for the Brexit party. Mm. Um, you know, maybe we are seeing the the breakdown of this. The, the disaster would be if... Well, I, I suppose it wouldn't be a disaster, would it? You know, you're, you're either going to have a takeover of the Conservative Party by Nigel Farage and the Brexit Party, probably with Boris Johnson installed as leader of the Conservative Party, mm. and then it, it becomes a no-deal Brexit Party, and then the sensible wing of the Conservative Party breaks away either to join Change UK or to form some other... You know, the, the Conservative Party is, I, is I, going to split, just, isn't I it? Think I just want to pick you up on that. That point there, because what what you're suggesting, and I, of course it's been whispered and hinted, and there are fears about it in Westminster, but but what you're basically predicting is an end to politics as we know it, an end yes, to the Tory Party, so. um, It'd be great, wouldn't and, it? and and potentially an end to the Labour Party, and and two new forces, and the only way that really either of those parties could survive um, without first past the, you know, because when you start a new party, obviously it's, as UKIP found, very difficult, um, and yep. my beloved. Um, SDP, it's very difficult to, even if you get a large percentage of the vote, to actually get a seat mm. um, or a number of seats. But if these, if these, as we've seen with change, if they simply cross the floor and go, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm now in this party, yes, then you've got the MPs. Yes. So we suggest, are you seriously suggesting that Brexit um, could lead to an... A, a, could lead to what four four parties? With... Well, I think so, and I, but I also think that the you know what's happened to the Labour Party in Scotland has, has sort of hastened this, hasn't it? Mm. You know, the the, the Labour Party has hemorrhaged support in yeah. Scotland. The SNP, yeah. with a you know charismatic leader and a good message, has, has risen and risen in support. Going to get to her. It's, we're going to get to her in a little bit. It's really hard now to see Labour forming a majority government oh, yeah. because of that, unless there is a tremendous swing back to Labour in Scotland. Who would need there are to no re- signs of that. Who would need to lead the Scottish Labour Party, do you think, to uh, to get them back in power? Which oh, charismatic... Alan Hansen? <laughs> I can't see oh, that, you know I miss I can't Alan see that he's Labour. Yeah, the shrewd assessor. I miss Alan Hansen. He used to get sick on match today, but I like Alan Hansen. He was a fine footballer. Yeah. He was. He's a. Do you know? He's a, an incredibly good golfer. Oh, I think he may have mentioned that. He had to basically pick, didn't he, between football and golf? Did he? Yeah, and uh, he picked football. And he uh, walked through a plate glass door, as we know. He did, yeah. 
and uh, and I just think he's I think he seems like a genuinely nice bloke. I like Alan Hansen. Me too. And I like that he's gone. I'm retired, and that's it. He's yeah, properly yeah, retired. Hear from him. He's, he's retired. Yeah, there's people. Good. There's people. Steve work in this building that could take a leaf out of his book. <laughs> people on this podcast. <laughs> People who retire. There's only two things that I really hate in the workplace. Well, there's loads actually. People who retire and then don't leave. What are you do? Why are you hanging around outside? Yeah, what's all that about? <laughs> They're like those old older boys who hang around the school gates with motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and the other one is people who bring children in. I'm sorry, oh, right? Shit. I like children. They're great. I love them. Yeah, you've got some. I've got a few. Yeah, you are. Great. Kids are brilliant. I like babies. Love me because of my nose. Oh, right? yeah. It's a, it's like um, they chew it, they like bite it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and well. it does honk. <laughs> and so I love kids, but what, why? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I just, I'm sorry. I'm probably very unpopular and I'll get hate mail now. Well, more hate more mail. Hate mail. Um, so back to Theresa May, yes. who. Um, who actually one place where babies should be taken in is the House of Commons. All power to Chloe Smith, who did take yeah, her baby in. That was good. Um, Prime Minister uh, has promised to resign, of course, but the twenty-two have they didn't completely back out of this. She's promised to resign at some point <laughs> in the future, hasn't she? I can promise you, I will retire at some point yeah, yeah, in the future. Yeah, that's right. Well, hopefully, actually, it might, I might be forced into it. Um, the um, there was a second vote, and there was a clear majority then to say that she should clarify her departure. Timetable. Now, of course, MPs who say they're leaving don't want to ever clarify, no. do they? We saw it with Tony Blair, we saw it with Cameron, sort of lost authority, didn't he, when he said he wouldn't Hopefully, stand in the yeah. election? Of course, he didn't get anywhere close to that. Um, but, uh, but what, what someone, someone who told She is the, holding that party together at the moment, though, isn't she? They, because they are united in their dislike of Theresa May. <laughs> it's the one thing they've That's got the in common. one thing that they can all agree on. Speaking to the FT, a person with knowledge of the meeting... Which uh, I like that. I like it as a, a source yeah, or yeah. a friend close to a person with the knowledge of the meeting. So basically, someone who's in the in meeting, the meeting yeah. said, "We aren't asking for a date. We know she will go if her deal is passed. What we want to know is, clar- is clarity. What we want now is clarity from the PM about what happens if Parliament rejects her deal again." Yeah, she'll just carry on. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that, just... that'll be a, that'll, that's what she'll say. She'll I'll bring on. it back again. So Graham told the PM that she needed to come up... I like this. You need to come up with a plan to execute Brexit swiftly to stop the party sliding into anarchy. And in the background, there's, like, there's windows smashing and flames licking up Parliament. Exactly. Mark Francois. <laughs> just a tyre rolling swinging in like Tarzan. <laughs> someone, someone chasing after someone with a rolled up... Daily, Daily Telegraph in the background. Brilliant. Jacob Rees-Mogg's <laughs> just come in in a one-piece Victorian bathing suit. <laughs> Nanny behind <laughs> With a, with a <laughs> parasol. Because oh, really. we've had some nice weather. We have had some lovely weather. We've yeah. had some lovely weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've already, we've already um, hinted at it, but really the, the big story this week is the, the beginning of the campaign for European elections. Yes. Which... I don't know if we hope. I guess we did hope that we would be in them, but we probably didn't expect to be. No, we still <coughs> might not be in them. We still might not, as we pointed out. She's or still... we might have elections, but we might never take up our seats. That um, is Because they correct. don't take up their seats so much later in the year, do they? That so... is right. So that would be a great old big waste of money. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've already <laughs> poured 
billions down the well, haven't we, in uh, in pursuit of this crazy dream. So I want to do a little change UK quiz with you to start Oh, with. OK, good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if it goes well, we'll keep it in, and if it goes badly, I'll cut it out, save your embarrassment. Excellent. Who's the leader of Change UK? Paddy Allen. Very well, good. She's only the temporary leader. That's right, temporary leader. Who is... Oh, can you name no. two of the founding members of the Tiggers? Two others. Well... Luciana Berger and Mike Gapes. So. Good, good, good. You could have gone for Super, Chucker. Super Subri. Super Subri, yeah. Um, so, uh, Heidi. Yes. Do you think she looks a little bit like, and I like her, I do yeah, like her. Yeah. I think she's a good politician. I thought she spoke very well. I, I think thought she spoke very yeah. well. It's a bit cheesy, wasn't it? That's fine, that's fine. Tigger mum. Yeah, she's good, I like her. But I thought but it does played, she remind I thought that you was of, quite good. Does she remind you of, and her name escapes me now, the um, Kelly. hapless... Um, opposition leader in the last series of yes. Thick of It. Yes, uh, who is she? called Nicola... Nicola... Yeah, Nicola... It was a strange choice. I love the... Uh, uh, my no. favourite episode of that series is when they're on the train up north and they actually have to get off at Brig House, which is where I, oh, yeah. near where I used to live. Um, and, uh, I can't and think Sky of News. what her surname is now, but... Oh, she, she's called Nicky Morgan, isn't she? Is she called Nicola Morgan? No. No. i tell you what... We'll Google it. If only there was some device, <laughs> listener. So, wh- so what did you think? the world's knowledge. To what it. did you think of um, the Change UK launch for this? How did you think it went? Uh, I thought, uh, as we said, I thought Heidi Allen was a bit cheesy, but good. I thought that Gavin Esler was great, and there is an excellent piece by Gavin Esler in the TNE. Edition. I want to talk a little bit about Gavin Esther as well, but I'll let you finish. And it's uh, Nicola Murray, of course. Nicola Murray. Of course it's Nicola Murray. And the reason I was confused is that I know somebody called Nicola Murray, um, who's a fine PR woman. Oh. A um, uh, music PR woman. Um, I thought you meant she did PR for fines. Yes. She which would be tricky, wouldn't fines, it? Fines, PR woman. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking, like, speeding fines. Oh, speeding fines, Trying yeah, to tell, yeah. tell you they're yeah, good. She's all in favour of those. So I thought all of that was good. Obviously, what was not good was that they spent loads of money on a lovely launch mm. and nice posters and mm. a new logo, mm. which reminds me a bit of sort of Black Flag logo for some reason. Um, mm. uh, but what was not good was that they paid a private company to vet all their potential candidates. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Is that why have, you didn't get it? And so we have people <laughs> like Ali uh, Sajardi, Joseph Rosso... Uh, Jan Rostowski all sort of uh, espousing things which I, th- I think you know the Change UK uh, shouldn't be mm. associated with. Nora mm. Mulready, who um, who is uh, you know I think I've, well she at least she is attempting to have a conversation about Islam. The yeah. the results of what her, her thinking on Islam is. Not something I share, but, no, but certainly the um, and 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 so you know again and saying that Tommy Robinson has hit a nerve in society and it needs to be acknowledged. Well, it, mm. you know it, it does need to be acknowledged, but I don't think we need to learn anything from Tommy Robinson. As, I think what, she what we need infer- what we need to learn is how to educate people better, so they don't start thinking that what Tommy Robinson says is yeah. uh, is a feasible alternative. Uh, and the other three, you know, just shouldn't be candidates for change. Okay, so I thought that was really that was a, 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 it. It was, and, it, and it's a shame, I guess, in their defence. And I'm not. There to defend them, but just you know, it, it, with to in order to to give a bit of balance, perhaps 
this is a brand new party. Yeah, they course, are. Yeah, yeah. They are sort of cobbled together. They are sort yeah, of, yeah, you know, yeah. so so you know, maybe next time, don't do it again. Maybe. Yeah, um, but you know, I wonder whether people will be as forgiving as uh, as they are. Um, and of course, it comes off the back of Angela Smith, who sort of, mm. you know, mm. balls up the launch mm. of the the first launch mm. of, of the party is the independent group. Do you think they should have just? I, I don't like. I I think they should have just gone with Tiggers. The Tiggers, yeah, I think the that independent would, group would have yeah. been good. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have just stuck with that because um, there's some confusion now, and they keep having to say both names. And they do. I, I just think change UK. Well, yeah. that's all well and good until you're in power, and then do you still want to change that? I mean, you'd be dizzy. Yeah, you would. Going around in circles, always change. Change UK, loose change. Group. Oh, that headline hasn't been done yet, has it? Loose change. Ooh, no, it's not. Um, so, but, an, you know, an attempt to say that this is a party of racists and Islamophobes is laughable. Yeah. Um, especially, uh, and that is coming, that, that suggestion has come from people who spend their time downplaying the very real anti Semitism in the Labour Party and, and telling you that. People like Richard Bergen, who you know lied and lied until he was caught out mm, lying, mm, mm. have done nothing wrong and, and shouldn't resign. <clears> you know, but the, the vetting is terrible. The other interesting thing about Change UK, of course, is this notion that um, they have made a massive tactical error by not getting together with the Lib Dems yeah. and the SNP and yeah. Clyde Cymru yeah. and having a single. Remain less. So, is that, what do you do think you, of that? Well, I, th- I wonder if that is a little bit naive, and it's coming from the fact that they have they are all from major parties, and they perhaps think they hold a bit more weight yeah. in the debate than they actually do. Yeah, um, I, I think that there is genuine uh, desire on uh, from Change UK uh, to, to build something. Yes. Um, but that is going to take a lot of time, even if we do, as you said, you know, get get MPs coming across and quitting. And, and it it would be, I think that would be a reaction to something else that needs to happen, and we hope it doesn't, which is having a mad, wild, no-deal Brexit. Yeah, yeah. And, and the likes of Farage and Johnson getting hold of the, the steering wheel. I mean, um, it is it, it is interesting, <clears throat> isn't it, that, you know, look, I'm looking at the last YouGov poll, which is 23%. Brexit Party, six percent UKIP. Um, so that is what's that? Twenty nine percent for No Deal Brexit. Let's discount Conservatives and Labour. Seventeen Conservative, twenty two Labour at the moment, and then say that the Greens ten, on ten percent, the Lib Dems on nine percent, Change UK yeah. on eight percent. I mean that's that's twenty seven percent. Yeah. They're That's twenty seven percent. So that is that is that is they're tied virtually neck and neck with the no deal Brexiteers. If you add on uh, the SNP implied Cymru, that's another five percent. So you mm. so you could justifiably say that there are you know there is a bigger um, margin for remain, mm. just remain, mm. revoke Article fifty and yeah. remain yeah. Yeah. Um, than there is for uh, a bigger plurality rather than there is for no deal Brexit, and then. Who who really cares what Labour and the Conservatives say? I mean, their problem their problem uh, it also I think is that they, they are kind of the opposite to what a lot of people seem to be not just in Britain but it, but across the globe seem to be backing and wanting from their politicians. Yeah, they are career politicians. A lot of them. Yeah, 
they are um, definitely, you know, if it's not something that we would band about, but if, you, if you're looking for Metropolitan Elite, yep. you need look no further than Chukra Moon. That's what's so know. refreshing about Gavin Esler. Well, I'm coming to that. All right, I mean, Gavin Esler is probably of the Metropolitan Elite, oh, he, yeah. but he is not a career politician. Absolutely. That's um, who they want to get. You know, how great would it be if you got, I was about to say, well, I was about to say somebody like Alan Sugar, but somebody of that ilk, who was sensible. A Gary Lineker, say, you know, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah, so it needs to be someone Alan like Hansen. that. Alan Oh, that'd be great, Alan Hansen. Do you think he's probably leave, though? Well, no, I, I, I don't... Well, I think I don't, Doug Leash remain, I, I soon as we know his leave. Yeah, I think Hansen... Super sub David Fairclough? I don't know. I think Hansen is... Robillard would be Whoa. leave. <laughs> Hard leave. I've got the Anfield wrap on seven-inch vinyl. Have you? Steve McMahon, I imagine, is leave. Steve McMahon. It was his fault. Robbie that Fowler. Bloody Irish goal remained. went in in 90, wasn't he? He lost the ball at the edge of the box. Oh. Um, Alan Hansen would be perfect. Yes. And uh, so Ooh, if you're out I there... Alan, leave. Do you reckon? Yeah. Al- Alan Hansen, yes, would be great. But I think, alas, he's on the golf course. Um, so, I mean... The problem is that, of course, the, a lot of the where a lot of the votes are going. Let's look at the Brexit Party versus Change UK. The the, the votes are going for uh, anti politics It's anti politics vote, anti politician. Yeah. What Change UK are doing is trying to do like I guess old fashioned politics, where they actually want to get elected and actually mm. want to do things and mm. actually have policies uh, rather than just one, which seems to be smash everything up. Um, so it's easy for them to be, I guess, caricatured and um, you know next to the populist, but. As we have probably very heavily hinted, there is a light there because Gavin Esler um, of this parish has written Ooh. some some bangers for us, yeah. hasn't he? Oh, Over yeah, the years, yeah, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. real bangers. That's what the young can say, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And they spell it with a Z. Bangers, bangers, brilliant. Yeah, I don't know about young people. Me, I talk to them. Shall we start doing that on the front of the new European bangers? Yeah, get you Bang- get Esler bangers inside bangers from yeah. Bonnet what else do young people say? Wine. Oh, I know what they say. I, I'll, I'll do your sentence. Oh, you said to me, have you read that Gavin Esler piece? Have you read that Gavin Esler piece? Oh, yeah. It's really Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine, me. I can live with young people. You're down, aren't you? I am down. down I am right down at street level. I am wicked. Brilliant. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, I know all the, I know all the bands in the hip parade, me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do you know who number one is in the charts? Is it um, are the Brotherhood of Man still going? Are, are they, <laughs> is it them? <laughs> no, no. Who uh, is it? D- DJ Ragaboom. Is it Ragaboom? Yeah. Is he back? He's back. It's a, it's the first single off his new long player. Okay, good. <laughs> it's called Ooh Mama. Would <laughs> you piece. like me to sing? I would, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure you would. No, I don't know. Yeah. Don't. CGA Ragaboom. Check him out. He's good. Check him out on your street. You... Is he Rascals probably remain, isn't he? Bonkers. He's bonkers. Hey, see, I do know about... Actually, that's quite old, that song, though, isn't it? Oh, it's probably a good ten years old, isn't it? Gavin Esler. Gavin Esler. I'd like to see Big Nasty coming out for the <laughs> Change UK. I would vote for Nasty. What happened to anytime. Charlie Sloth? I don't know, he just hangs around not doing anything. Because he's not employed by Radio 1 anymore, I think, is he? No, I don't think so. Charlie, if you're after a gig, come on, yeah. have a chat to us about Brexit. Great. There'll be no money in it for you, yeah. but you're welcome. Um, or profile. <laughs> yeah. More even. listeners than you've got now. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin Esler gave a really good speech, yes. and I'd like to read some of it out. I've never been a member of a political party, but I am now. 
I've never been a candidate in election, but I am now. And I've never been seriously worried about the future of our country, but I am now. That's good. That is nice. I, I presume he writes his own speeches at yeah. this stage, but he has... Did um, he say, I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me? <laughs> that would be good. He, he's used the, what we lovingly refer to in persuasive writing, the three-part list, yeah, yeah. the tricolon. <gasps> and it's very persuasive. I am now is a good three... You know, it's, a, it's almost like, yes, we can. Yes. It, it's, a, it's a good message, but... He t- he's taken a leaf out of the populist book as well. He's speaking their language. Because listen to this, our political system is a joke. It's a worldwide joke. They're laughing at us, not with us, at us. You I could am am- now. Well, you could... <laughs> yeah. Uh, did he <laughs> he's not- he didn't, he didn't, oh, he didn't follow it through. Okay. But, I mean, that could be Farage saying that. Yeah, it could. Yeah, very you much know, so. Farage yeah. could say that. He is another... He didn't, he didn't quite pull this off, but... He, um, he, uh, uh, we know that this country cannot possibly be strong abroad when it is weak at home. Great line. Yeah, nice. I want to help do whatever I can to start to try to change this. We didn't need to try, mm. but change, good. It's a good phrase. I know they've named the party, but it's a good phrase. He said, this was his, this is the humdinger out of the park home run. I've joined this Remain Alliance for three reasons. Stop Brexit, fix Britain, and move on to reform the EU. Yeah, see, the third is is very good. Yeah? It's very good, and when he said that, I went, ooh. Smashing speech by Gavin Esler, and I think out of all the uh, yeah, Change no, UK was... MEPs, he, he stands a really good chance. If he's going to speak like that and hit the nail on the head like that, then I think he... Maybe he is what this country needs. Yeah, I thought it was a really, I thought it was a really good speech. And on the other thing, you know, and look, we read out, I read out a few minutes ago, a, a something which would seem to indicate that if there was one list of pro, remain, revoke Article Fifty candidates, then it would command the single biggest um, support of any position. Yeah. And people say, well, shouldn't there be? one list then and I just think I mean first of all there are questions of time aren't they could they have agreed all of this in time I think you know where there's a will there's a way they probably could have done there are questions about whether you could even have one list yeah and whether one list is legal under European yeah. election yeah. law which I understand they were looking at and is one of the reasons that they sort of pulled away uh-huh. but I also think it's really strange why start a new party with a Avowed intention of breaking things up, of mm, starting mm, again, of mm. changing the UK yeah, and changing yeah. UK yeah. politics, and then immediately subordinate yourself to the Lib Dems, who clearly are the, the first party that are going to be in your sights. They're, yeah. they're the ones that are going to be, you know, your natural constituency of people are going to come from the Lib Dems as well as from the, the wing, the, the closest wings, wings of, of, the two of the two main parties. Yeah. So I just think it's the, the I think it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, and I think it probably means that there will be some very positive headlines for the Brexit party. Um, Would you vote for Change UK? Can you see yourself ever voting for Change UK? Uh, well, if the, there's better vetting of the candidates, certainly, you know. OK, good. Well, we should... I haven't really got a segue into this next one, so... You haven't? I haven't, but maybe... Um, do you remember... Uh, whoa, yeah, I've got one. Yeah, good. All right, see, this prep... What's your favourite daytime soap opera ever? It can have finished, it could still be going. Uh, take the High Road, I think. Yes, Take the High Road, you got it right. 
And we are. Well, I'll take the low road. Oh yeah. Good. You take the high road. Yes. And we'll see who'll be in Scotland first. Yes. Do you know, um, I had a distant relative who was on Take the High is that Road. The, is, those are the actual lyrics. You take the high oh road God, no. and I'll take the low road. And before any Scottish people complain about me doing accents, right, yeah. one half that of my a, family... That is your actual accent. He puts One half of my family is Scottish. The other is Irish, so I can do any accent I want. Yeah. Do you want to be my Dutch? Can you? <laughs> I can do any accent. Give me an accent, I'll do it. Uh, I was playing this game with uh, Colonel Kurtz earlier this week. About, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what about... Um, Try not to make it so I'm a racist. Well, I was going to say, what about deep southern James Bond sheriff? Gee, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> any of us? <laughs> he did a sort of... Isn't that that old boy James Bond? <laughs> he uh, did a sort of no. that, didn't he? No, I think um, mine was better. What about... Um, what about... Um, Anyone, um, any. I'll do any. Well, do Goldfinger, then. Goldfinger? Yeah, yeah. He had a sort of... Was he German, Goldfinger? Or Austrian or something. Austrian? Nine. <laughs> See? Could, give me any. It's I'll un- do any. It's uncanny. I'll do any. Give me an Australian one. Go on, Australian. Rack off. Rack off. You flaming galah. You dull bludgeon hoon. Anyway, let okay. me do, I'll do my Scottish accent. That was terrible. I apologise. Yeah. I'll do any everybody. accents you want me to do, guys. Don't do any, don't do any accents. <laughs> Let's just talk about Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. I've got bad news for Nicola Sturgeon, Have by you? the way. Have I've you? got really bad news. Because well, she probably knows that Take the High Road's over. Because we know that Take the High Road... Is, is it over? I'm not sure, actually. Um, I seen it for a long time. Maybe it's on that Scottish channel. She's probably still recovering from the loss of Shuey McPhee in Crossroads. Um, oh, that was who, another was, good one. Wasn't he in the... Shuey McPhee was in the Great Escape, wasn't he? But anyway, let's... let's the actual one or the film? Yeah, the film, oh. yeah. Um, I prefer the actual one. Anyway, um, the, the, the poll, the YouGov poll we were talking about a second ago had SNP and mm. Plaid Cymru sharing 5%. Um, Boy, you That's my Welsh. Uh, the... Daily Express website in the poll of 20,000 people. These are people clicking something at the bottom of a web story, aren't they? Well, they they are, and it's a web story on the Daily Express uh, website, which is quite Brexit-y, isn't it? Do you want to know the results of it? Uh, I do. The SNP, 0%. (laughs) It's a disappointing... one person. I'm going to go on there and vote It's a disappointing result for Labour at 2%. (laughs) Uh, The Lib Dems... Need to try a bit harder. One percent. Um, they will, but they've done better than the Greens, who are at zero percent. Clyde Cymru also at zero percent, and the other minnows, the Conservative Party, are at zero percent. Right, who won? I can't think. UKIP are at four percent. Oh, and so are Change UK. Four percent. Four percent. That'll be some some uh, rascally young researcher. Which is a, exactly. <laughs> do, do this, Tarquin. Just keep. Keep refreshing. And, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell it's you. about 700 clicks that I worked out. And the Brexit Party have got a mere 89% <laughs> of the. Uh, Let me tell you poll. a funny story about. Um, do you remember when Bell and Sebastian won the Brit Award? They won the Brit Award. But their fans knew how to use the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, a similar thing happened with me. And this is a, I, it's a bit of a confession, this, actually. Good. Um, Jasper Coppin, who we mention often on oh, yeah. this, uh, the deputy editor of yeah. the New European Wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there was a, a poll set out around New European Towers, which are vast numbers of staff that work the New European, obviously. Um, a, a poll was sent around, like an online poll, saying which pub do you want these birthday drinks to be held in? 
Oh, yes. That's and right. Do you remember? I remember this. Yeah. And it was mainly a young per- person's thing. Yes. And there was lots of you know bars that stay open past midnight. Yes, yes. That serve cocktails. And, and right at the bottom was the, was the local old man's pub. Yes. And myself and Jasper realised that... Um, multiple voting was you possible. You could do multiple voting, and it won by 90%. <laughs> we weren't even going. Yeah. And they went. <laughs> and they all stood there. They all stood there. All these young folks. <laughs> With a pint of Real old fud packer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nicholas Sturgeon. Nicholas Sturgeon has hinted very heavily, very heavily, yes. that she is going to go out for a second Indie Ref 2. Good for her. Indie Ref 2. Um, but, it is a bit strange that she wants... She's against breaking up the EU, but now wants to break up the UK. I mean, it's, I don't quite sit right with me. I mean, I would prefer Scotland to stay with... In, in, well, she, she's, she's suggested doing this by 2021, That's correct. She, yeah. and only in the event that the that we leave, the UK leaves the EU. That's right, so she said, a choice between Brexit and a future for Scotland as an independent European nation should be offered in the lifetime of this Parliament. If Scotland is taken out of the EU, the option... Uh, of a referendum on independence within that timescale must be open to us. I, I, I guess that, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Do you remember the old arguments from the um, uh, from the Indy referendum when yes. the Queen purred? Yes. <laughs> I think Bowie won it, didn't he? Do you remember? He got somebody to read <laughs> out a speech at the Brit. He won at the Brits, <coughs> didn't he? And one of the one of the things that he read that they read out was Scotland that's... stay with us. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. I've I forgotten can't about who read that. It out. Was it Kate Moss or somebody like that? I anyway. don't know. I think I think that I who, miss Bowie. I th- don't you? Oh, what? Just a genius. All the time. Just a genius. A, a real. A, it's just so. It was so comforting to know that Bowie was somewhere in the world doing something great. Yeah, he is. He is an absolute. Star and, and very sadly, you never, man. I never got exactly. I never got to see him. Never got to see. Did him. you see by? No, never. No, it's a shame. I mean, I would love to have been there in Hammersmith. No, never for Ziggy. No, never. Although no. there was a great story. Did Glastonbury. About, the, um, only year I didn't go for years. He did Glastonbury. He played at. He played once at Main Road. I think on that terrible Glass Spider tour. Um, and I was as a Manchester City yeah. fan. I was very keen to go, and I didn't go. It, that was such, the one after Tim Machine, I think. Yeah, it had such bad reviews. Yeah. Oh, wasn't been... Morrissey supporting, and then they had a big fallout? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, but there was a very good story that Marky Smith from the Fall went, and um, he ran into Hurricane Higgins, who was in the bar, <laughs> who's a similarly inclined <laughs> yeah. man. Both obviously tragically now yeah. no longer with oh, us. And at seven thirty, um, you know, with Bowie a couple of hours before Bowie. Due to come on, yeah. Alex Higgins went. Oh, it's been nice talking to you, but I'm going to go and out to my seat now. And yeah. Marky Smith said, "Why?" And he went, "Well, City will be on in a minute." And Corey uh, Higgins <laughs> thought he'd been invited to a Man City game. <laughs> Didn't hadn't bothered to question oh, how we were going to play man. around this giant glass spider, which was my was fi- on the pitch. My favourite drunken concert story is um, two journalists who got some press tickets. They will have to remain nameless, so there will be people listening to this pod who know exactly what I'm talking about. Two journalists, fine journalists, national newspaper journalists, um, who um, were invited along on a press ticket to see uh, Tina Turner in, yes. a sta- in a stadium. Oh, yeah. And... Pr- Beforehand, there was drinks and stuff for press, you know, VIPs. And as uh, they went out to get into their seat or where they were, where they were standing or whatever, um, one of the journalists grabbed two bottles of wine to take with him. Mm. And then the other, the other hack got to his seat and couldn't find him. He wasn't there. He'd just gone. And 
not to be seen then for about half an hour. And then he looked and he was wandering all the back of the stage. <laughs> he was actually on stage. Really? Like, like lost. Like a bit like Spinal Tap, but he found the stage he and wasn't trying to find it. Yeah. Really? <laughs> he has no memory of it. The same man went to Glastonbury and he filed copy. He filed copy at Friday on Friday lunchtime and the destiny didn't hear from him until Monday morning. <laughs> absolutely true. To Very do it from good. the office. Anyway, Very good. where were we? Where well, were we? Sturgeon, I, do, you know, do you know what? I think she... I think she's got every chance of winning this time. Do you really? I really do. If we leave. If we leave. Mm. Because, and it would be a tragedy for us if, if Scotland goes. But it, it would. But it would be a it tragedy would. for Scotland if they have if they are comprehensively out voted EU. against something mm-hmm. and then they are frog, yeah, shoehorned, frog march, whatever you want to say. I can absolutely see her point this time round. I mean, Scotland, yeah, Theresa May, at least she's consistent, Scotland has already had an independence referendum in 2014 and it voted decisively to remain in the United yeah. Kingdom. She this said, should be to bring, bringing her vote back for the fourth time. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Richard Leonard, yeah. of course. Yeah, and Leonard can't change his spots. Yeah. He is the uh, leader of the Scottish Labour Party. He is. He accused the First Minister of putting party interest first. I always think that's funny when a politician is accused of being a politician. This is about Nicola Sturgeon trying to pacify her party members and backbenchers ahead of the SNP's conference. Yes, I think that's probably true. True, thanks for that. Richard, we can't let this bumper news session go, of course, without mentioning the blimp. Yes. He's coming. He is coming. What do you think? Just quickly, tell us what you think. Well, I think he is a uh, liar, a racist, Uh sexist, Uh grifter. Uh He's he's got narcissistic personality disorder, which I know all about, because obviously... Because I've got it, but working with you, we're working with him, working with you. You know, my, my lovely partner is a is a psychologist. Yeah. Right? So I mean, narcissistic personality disorder. He's clearly suffering from that. He's yeah. he's trampling all over the office of the presidency. Yeah, he's, he'd already be out of office. Yeah. Um, if if the the people that he surrounds himself with <clears> and have let him get away with some of the stuff yeah. that he proposed yes. that we found out about in yeah. the Mueller report. It's a disgrace that we offered some such a person mm. a state visit in the first place. Since we've offered it, he's repeated this absurd allegation which he's got from his weird, wacko bubble of idiots that he listens to that British intelligence was spying on his campaign on behalf yep. of President Obama. Yep. Why wouldn't they be doing that on behalf of President Obama? He's out of, going out of office anyway. Well, the, the state I'm visit very... should be rescinded immediately. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that we won't do it just says everything about the terrible situation that we find ourselves in, mm. where we have mm. to suck mm. up to bullies, liars, despots, dictators, thugs, grifters, desperate for any terrible trade yeah. deal that they yeah. will offer us. Well, he said... Uh, t- it's, so a sh- it's a shock, it's so terrible he, he will, of course, it's a, a, it's a proper state visit, so he'll... Meet the Queen, etc. Yeah, she'll she? be over the moon. He uh, he will. He's going to be in Portsmouth to mark the seventy fifth anniversary of the D Day landings. He um, may well address Parliament. Um, and the White House said this would reaffirm the steadfast and special relationship. And uh, Theresa May said the visit is to strengthen our already close relationship. And um, um, apologies for any pronunciation. Um, Farts here from me. Sabi Dhalu from Stand Up to Trump, I think, though, was the, probably the, the most yep. quotable on this and probably got it right. 
uh, referred to the US leader as the world's number one racist, warmonger and misogynist, all those that value peace and hope for a better world for the many must take to the streets and see clearly that Donald Trump is not welcome here. And on that note, I'm going to speak to Jerry. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One. Or order online at our website, www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. I'm joined by Jerry. Hello. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm back. We've not seen you for a while, have we? No, no, I've been very, very busy. Well, absolutely. There's been lots going on. Yeah, too much. And we're going to have a chat about um, Nigel Farage. Our favourite man. Now, you sent out one of our roving reporters. Yes. Mr. Paul Geeter, yes, to legend. Clacton. He yes. is a bit of a legend on the on the politics scene, certainly in East of England. Mm-hmm. He went out to Clacton and met with Nigel Farage, and he made us this little audio file. So, should we have a listen? Yeah, let's hear it. Now, if you're if you're eating, perhaps finish your mouthful before you have to listen to to Nigel uh, speak. He is the governor of Brexit. He is the godfather of the Leave movement. He is Mr. Nigel Farage. <laughs> There are two issues here. Not that this is a leave region, it is, big time. No question about that. Can we motivate people to vote in a European election? Or are they despondent? That's the first question. And that's the first reason for visiting places like this. And I think if people get a sense of direction, a sense of leadership, a sense that something exciting is happening, then we might better get them to vote. Second point is, you know, Clacton is an area where in the past UKIP have had a very large number of votes. And I need to get to these areas to say, look, I'm not UKIP anymore. Here are the reasons why. But this new Brexit party is more exciting than anything UKIP ever could have been. The sooner we're freed from being governed by Mr Tusk. (laughs) Monsieur Barnier. (laughs) And, of course, the kingpin himself, who isn't much cop after lunch. (laughs) Jean-Claude Juncker! Is it purely focused on Brexit? Is that the, your entire race on debt? No. No, in fact, for us, the 23rd of May is the first step of a much more ambitious, fundamental plan to completely change British politics and change it for the good. The two-party system doesn't work, Parliament doesn't reflect the will of the country, uh, and there are many anachronisms, the House of Lords, you name it. The whole thing needs bringing into the 21st century and we need a parliament, ultimately, that reflects the country. At the moment, it doesn't. There are 10, 20% of the country who want to have the referendum overturned, annulled, you know, and carry on as members of the European Union. Uh, the levers are much more determined than they ever were. But then there are, but, but opinion polls suggest otherwise. I opinion mean, recent, po- recently, opinion there polls. Recently, there's been a raft of them showing it's 4258 the other way. I'm sorry, opinion polls showing massive leads now for leaving with no deal over staying in the European Union. Who, so, who, who've done these polls? YouGov and Comres, the two biggest companies in the country. But and, where, are these, where are these polls coming that so, suggest it's gone the other way? Uh, there was one three months ago that suggested that, nothing recently. There was one last weekend. Well, I haven't seen that, I have to tell you. All I can tell you is 
leaving with no deal in this region is over 10 points ahead. People are uniting around the view, we need to deal with this, get Brexit, and then we can get on with the rest of our lives. So I think there's a much greater unity in the country than many people think. There we go. Funny, isn't it? It's very funny, isn't it? I said, I particularly like. I mean, the whole thing is is fairly. Uh, well. Well, it's a throwback to 2015, isn't it? Clacton, he's back. He's back, roaming around with a you know open top ragtag gang of uh... yeah, sort of hired hired heavies. Mm. Um, I mean, Clacton, Clacton's always been an interesting place, right? Well, not always. Well, I don't know. I've not been mean on Clacton. I mean, politically. <laughs> Clacton's not that interesting. It is actually oh my God. lovely. Um, actually, I don't think I've ever been to Clacton. Oh, maybe we should go. We should do a Any constituency visit. Trip. I'm not sure how welcome our podcast would be in Clacton. Maybe that was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll give Clacton a miss. But um, I'm sure we've got listeners in Clacton, and Clacton is certainly very pretty down on the seafront. And Nigel likes a day out there. Now, last time he was there, of course, he was meeting Douglas Carswell. Of course, yeah. Who is a very intelligent chap, mm-hmm. but probably sort of evil genius when it comes to Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than, Aren't they all? <laughs> funny, you could use your powers for good, Douglas. Um, and they were down there eating um, McFlurries, weren't they? Yeah. That was yeah, when yeah, Douglas, yeah. of course, defected from Tories to UKIP, who at the time UKIP were sort of on the march, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and uh, since then, oh, got a message. That'll you know quite rule. possibly be Nigel. <laughs> OK, the rule is if your phone bleeps, right. It is Nigel. And he says he's just pop, popping through the drive through Do I want a McFlurry? Oh, good. I think he must have meant to send that to, to Douglas. I'll have a Big Mac. Yeah. So he, he was down there yesterday without Douglas this time because they had a big fallout and don't like each other anymore. No. Um, he was there for the Brexit party this time, wasn't he? He was. So, to, so ju- I mean, just uh, maybe add a bit of colour to uh, Mr Geeta's report there for us. What were the scenes like? Yeah, so um, they met up the uh, the rally for the walkabout outside a... Um, the unused M&S closed down, boarded up. Really? Yeah. Um, there's a there's there's a good photo of them meeting up there. They've got they've got the open top bus with uh, you know Brexit party on the side. Um, there's a really good part of that audio which hopefully listeners could hear of uh, Nigel when he goes out into the crowd to kind of sign some Brexit party signs and things like that. And there's a woman kind of begging for him to shake her hand, and it's celebrity status for him, really, isn't it? You know. Well, I, I mean, I witnessed this um, last autumn when I went to the Leave Rally, you'll mm-hmm. remember, in my remain T-shirt. And there are, there is, you know, there is this sort of cult of Farage around him. They want to shake his hand, they want selfies, they want pictures. They want to be outrageous. I mean, there was one chap um, who said... Uh, let me just find this. Uh, he, he was... Um, he went up to Nigel, it's mm. not on the audio, he went up to Nigel and said... Um, uh, shook his hand, said he was thrilled to meet him, and said, "Britain's over, manners are over." Not quite sure what he means by that, but nonetheless, <laughs> he added, "If I say I don't like foreigners coming over here and taking all the jobs, I'll be arrested." And yet, do you know? Was he not? He wasn't arrested. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of proves, sort of disproved his point there. Um, but these people want to be outrageous. They think Nigel is that sort of flag bearer. He's like, he's a little bit like. 
that sort of um, do you remember Jeremy Clarkson used to say outrageous things and do outrageous things and people used to say well they're PC Nigel Farage is like that times a million isn't he you know people think well I've been told what to do and now Nigel's going to stick up for me of course what actually will happen is and I'll quote directly from Nigel so what would Brexit do for Clarkson he screamed from the top of his bus it would make us proud of who we are again and you can't put a price on that so basically he's saying Brexit's going to be really crap, Clacton. Clacton has got one of the highest areas of deprivation in the country, yeah. um, and you know, and, and, and there is definitely poverty there. But what he's saying is, don't worry about that, because you're probably going to be poorer. Everything's going to be worse, but you've right. taken back control. He also he kind of told the crowd, Clacton's the most Eurosceptic and patriotic town in the country. Well done, you. So you haven't got food, you can't eat your house, heat your house, but you're patriotic. You're patriotic, and I don't like the way that. Um, being anti-EU and being patriotic go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, they, they really shouldn't, should they? There were some interesting people in the crowd. Rebecca Evans. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you hear about her? I've heard about Rebecca Evans. Californian. <laughs> she said, I've given up my entire life to come here because I don't think there's anything more important now for Western democracy. It's a lot, oh, isn't it? Than Nigel Farage in Clacton. Yeah. Are you mad, Rebecca? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the fact that you are free to come and do this, I will fight for. But I have to say, she, is, is she not? You know, where where's he going next on this bus? Because is she, is she following him round? Oh God! Is imagine. there gonna is there gonna be a point in Skegness or Grimsby or something, or where she goes? Do you know what? I think I might have made a bit of an error here. <laughs> The weather here is not quite the same. I think I might pop back to California, as it turns out. See you, Nigel. And then there was Michael and Janet Smith. Yep. They're former UKIP and Conservative voters. They've come down from Ipswich. Not, not quite. Not that far. Not far, really, at all. And, and not as glamorous as California. Mm. Um, but, it's a nice yeah. part of Ipswich. Hey, I never said anything wrong about Ipswich. How dare you suggest that I would do that? They said the tickets to come along were free. <laughs> well, okay. It's not a nice day out. But we would have happily paid for them. Ah, oh, fine. So that's interesting. I, I mean, think it was interesting, wasn't it? Because it was a working day. The kids are at school. Mm. So I think a lot of the people there were kind of retired and things like that. Um, but it was a good old-fashioned Nigel Farage rally. Boos and hisses. Yeah, they were booing um, Subaru. Barney, yeah, 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 called her a traitor and mm. things like that. Um, so, you know, at one point people were shouting fake news and things like that and people wanting photos. So it's an old-fashioned Nigel Farage call to arms. They reckon there was about a 1,000 people there. Well, the estimates are going from between 400 and about 1,500. So yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was the... Which aren't bad numbers for a, for a weekday, you know. Well, the Guardian put it at 1,000, and yeah, they, would, they would obviously want it to... Yeah. They would, have, they would have preferred it if it had been three. Um, Clacton is Tory now. Giles uh, Watling is the um, is the MP there. He was a Remainer, and Nigel made point of that. I think, um, you know... At the last general election, people probably thought the wind had gone out. And we were having, we were, you know, we were, we were having a hard Brexit anyway. So they went back to their their true colours. Do you think if there was a general election anytime soon that, that Giles would be in bother from a because obviously Nigel is thinking, oh, this could be the time, eighth time lucky. You know, he's seven times he's failed. Maybe maybe Clapton right now is my opportunity, but as the Brexit party to to get voted in and. You, I mean, you'd have to fancy him, wouldn't you? Well, you would, because you heard him in the audio there. You know, um, Paul asked him, is this just about Brexit? Mm. And, and despite being called the Brexit party, yeah. he did say no. This yeah. is about 
change and yada yada, the normal stuff. So it does seem and sound like he might have ambitions past the Euro election. I absolutely think happens. he's obsessed with becoming an MP. Yeah, I think, um, you're I right. think we thought his time had gone. I mean, it's difficult to to know what happens in in this political climate. Um, I mean, it, it, this of course is. It is linked in with what Steve and I were talking about in the the Euro elections. How do you think the Brexit Party will will do with regards to to those? I Obviously, they don't want these things <laughs> to happen, but they're willing to stand in them almost to sabotage. Which is why I think they might do pretty well. The people who are going to go out and vote for the Brexit Party probably wouldn't usually go out and vote in the Euro elections. No. So if they if they can mobilise them and get them out... Very similar to 2014 for UKIP. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, one bit I did want to pick up on in that audio there is, you know, you've got to call it what it is, it's a downright lie, where um, Farage says that every single opinion poll... Um, in every single region in England and Wales now supports leaving with a no deal. Yeah, Mr Gita really uh, pushed on that one, didn't he? He did. Um, Farage told him there was one poll three months ago that had suggested Remain was in front, but nothing else. But, um, yeah, Paul got dug down into that, and he found on the um, very good poll tracking website, watchukthinks.org, mm-hmm. um, that every single poll this year from YouGov, Conrez, yada, 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 asking a straight Remain and Leave questions, put Remain in front, apart from one in February, which had them tied. And the last time Leave was ahead in a national poll asking this question was April last year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously good that we're there kind of challenging that. Absolutely. That's the importance of it. The thing is, though, that Nigel, as much, you know, Nigel has given his his life, um, making it sound like it's a good thing, but he's given his life over to, to leaving the EU, yeah. to leaving Europe. But I almost think that without the fight, without something to kick against. He's not happy, you know, there in front of that crowd. Um, oh, he's in his element. He's in his element. And you do wonder, don't you, if, Nigel Farage. if there's something inside him that did, really didn't want to win that vote yeah. back in 2016 so he could just carry on banging on about it. Well, absolutely. And being, being the centre of attention. I mean, he loves all that. for a second referendum. Absolutely. And he, you know, he loves signing autographs. He loves the selfies as we're talking about. The, the walk around Clacton was hilarious. Did you see, have you seen any of that or are you aware of it? I have seen a bit of that. I mean, there were... There was a big press pack there, and I think that made up quite a lot of the contingent, to yeah. be honest. And supposedly they walked through the front door of a Weatherspoons and then immediately out the side <laughs> door. Oh, we've all done that before. Oh, let's go in this booze. Oh, no, it's a Weatherspoons. Straight out. Swerve it. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Um, Jerry, any final thoughts on, on Nigel? I think it's going to be really interesting in the next kind of, you know, few weeks to see what the Brexit party does. They're saying they're going to, you know, put candidates up for all 70 seats which mm. is you know it's no mean feat really um no. and you know we're gonna have some good showdowns in in lots of areas um of course Anne Widdicombe going over to the Brexit party which is which is interesting so it, it's going to be a really interesting one to follow um it's going to be fascinating and you know like you say with with uh Widdicombe um moving over they, they are going to get Time they are going to get in the spotlight. Ironically, more people interested in Euro elections than ever before. Quite. And the sad thing is that I, you know, there isn't again the the unified. I don't think a, a, a properly unified Remain voice to combat it. There is not the person on the stump that can do it like Nigel. Nigel can. No. Um, for the opposite side, like him or not, he's he is good at rousing a rabble. Depressing stuff, Jerry. 
Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. Steve has rejoined me to crown. He's back. I'm back, back, back. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you like uh, DJ Ragaboom. Yeah, he's back. It, well, he's, he's back because his new album, his first album, yeah. was called... I'm Back. I'm Back. And everyone went... <laughs> where have you been? Well, we didn't, know we you'd didn't even know where you were. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know you. He's a joker, that ragaboon. We should try and get him on. I think we could get him on, yeah. We should try and get him on. Do he could? I tell you what, if this is... I'm serious now. What James UK need is a celebrity endorsement... You know, like in the US elections, the US president, all the oh, celebs yeah, yeah, come yeah. out, don't they? It's I'm, a really big I'm deal. DJ Ragaboom and I endorse this message. So, DJ Ragaboom, come on, do brilliant. it for your country. Yeah, yeah. He's from, he's from Skegness. Is he? But I think he's a, yeah, but I so think he's, he's I think he's Remain, yeah. Okay, good. So, get out there, Ragaboom, and, and back Change UK. Excellent. I'm a rallying pod. cry. Perhaps get, him on the, perhaps get him on the pod, I'll speak to his people. Good. Have his people call my people. Oh, well, I'm your people. Oh, yeah, my kind of people. <laughs> oh, God, Shall we just get on with it? Let's not go there. No. No. Brexiteer of the week, please. Brexiteer of the week. What a week it's been for what Brexit stupidity. What a week. Can we just pause at the start, and I'm going to lump quite a few in together under the, uh, the title of Brexiteers Against Greta, because, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you... Uh, Yes, and, and I mean, <laughs> and I'll tell you for why. I've learned something this week. I've learned something very important this week, and yeah. it is that um, I've been well. Look, I've been on Twitter for ten years now. Ten years. In, it was ten years in February. And, <laughs> Did uh, you put it in your diary? Or? I, no, I, I looked it up for the purposes of this. Oh, all segment. right. Cool. And um, happy and it, Twitter Day, Steve. And in the, yes, exactly. <laughs> and in the early days, I was working on a thing called Mirror Football, and uh-huh. we used to we were sort of the first. Twitter account to tweet out a lot of football jokes and memes and gifs and all these things. Uh-huh. Um, and then I didn't use it for quite a long time. Were they I, memes then? Because Dawkins invented that. Didn't they, they were memes. Were they? Um, I mean, were and, they called uh, memes? Well, they were memes were the sort of the you know picture of because that's a god delusion thing, isn't it? Well, it was the, the yes, the, the, but the uh, memes were things like the, the picture of um, Jean Luc Picard doing dough and and the, you do uh, this uh, you do this thing that I I know I honestly have never ever ever heard of yes, but I'm told is a really big deal yes. with young people yes, and I, so I, you were obviously because of your adoption of Twitter from yes. from the beginning you do this thing called a, a heli rolf. Yes, a, a rufflecopter. Yeah. Rufflecopter. <laughs> a heli Rolf, yes. That's, that's you told it is, yeah. <laughs> can't imagine. It's, it's not what you think. <laughs> uh, what is it? A Rolfocopter? A Rolfocopter, no, yeah. A Rufflecopter. Rufflecopter, all aboard the Rufflecopter. And that's an old thing. Oh, it's a very old thing. So I thought that was a new thing oh, when, no. when I think you copied. I you I think did you send me. Oh, no. I know what happened. I was shown it. You were shown uh, it. Yeah, yeah I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And I went, no What's idea. What's that? The no Rufflecopter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an old meme. Um, so, so it's an old meme. So, so I used to do this. Then I was quite inactive till we started the New European. Consequently, I've only got about six, six and a half thousand followers. So, show off. Anyway. Show up. You, that is you dropping followers. That is. It's That's, like a name well, dropping. I think the editor Matt Kelly's probably got about ten times that. So I, it's, well, he works ten for, times for some, harder than you. For don't you Matt? Time, but for somebody <laughs> who's been on Twitter for ten years, it's not a, it's not a great tally. Anyway, I'm check how many I've got. What I have learned this week is that people on Twitter don't really want my content, my finely crafted jokes about Manchester City, Bob Hoskins and the Long Good Friday, Steely Dan, Twin Peaks, Throbbing Gristle, all of that kind of stuff. What they want are tweets calling Toby Young a dickhead. Yeah. Because on Tuesday... I might just tweet that now. Toby Young tweeted 
Just seen a clip of Greta Thunberg on the BBC News saying no one else is doing anything. Um, it's, and it, so it's fallen to her in a generation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, when's somebody going to call her out? And I tweeted then, Greta Thunberg uh, has enthused and mobilised hundreds of thousands of people in 71 countries. You couldn't even get five mates to turn up to your stag do. Retweeted 1,451 times, 8,445 likes. On Wednesday, he tweeted, Greta Thunberg is the privileged daughter of a Swedish Eurovision star. (laughs) To which I replied, your dad phoned up and got you into Oxford after you failed to get the required grade. That's meritocracy, that is. 1,600 retweets, 7,000... For uh, 400 likes. So that's my strategy from now on. It's not going to be stuff like Toby Young looks like a boiled egg painted by a bright three-year-old. Yeah. It's just going to be reactions to stupid things that Toby Young does. We are both very hairy, so is it all right for us to make fun of bald people? Well, it's more right to make fun of Toby Young. Our heads are hairy. Um, And the reason that we got into all of this in the first place is that Toby Young is one of many Brexiteers who's been queuing up to have a pop at Extinction Rebellion and Greta Thunberg, or Thunberg, I think you would probably say if you're Swedish. Um, Thunberg? That's my Swedish accent. And that's, again, offensive. Um, (laughs) Boris Johnson, Telegraph column this week, he wrote, I'm utterly fed up with being told by nice young people that their opinions are more important than my own. My obvious response to that is stop dating them then. Yeah. Um, I prefer grannies. But it turned out... Granny Smiths! That was a good guy. That's a good guy. Yeah. Um, It turns out he wasn't talking about Carrie Simmons, who's 25 years younger than him, but he's talking about poor old Greta Thunberg, Mm. the Extinction Rebellion. And then they all came out. Toby Young, Gerard Batten, leader of UKIP, Darren Grimes, our mate, Brendan O'Neill from Spiked. Yeah. Uh, what did Chloe Wesley think? Uh, she's uh, she's held a tongue so far, Chloe. There was a young woman called Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty she didn't know it. Um, Greta is a 16-year-old looking for an excuse to bunk off school, said Darren Grimes. Who, oh, he spent his youth far gosh. more wisely getting fined and reported to the police for breaking electoral law during the referendum campaign. Pillock. Brendan O'Neill, from Spikes Online, he wrote that there was something chilling about Greta Thunberg. He said there's something chilling about her. She increasingly looks and sounds like a cult member, which means two things. Increasingly? You know what Seaman said two weeks ago? It it reveals (coughs) that Brendan O'Neill doesn't own a mirror and doesn't watch himself on television. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, and also, he said that um, Extinction Rebellion was in contempt of ordinary people because Greta Thunberg was a patsy for scared elitist adults. And talking of elitist adults, Spiked Online, which is edited by Brendan O'Neill, got $300,000 in funding from a foundation uh, led by an 83-year-old Republican oil billionaire who is the eighth richest person in the world. Do you and the Brendan O'Neill, rich? is it you? Yeah. Is going on about elitist adults. Yeah. Boris Johnson, I've got to say, this is my favourite bit of, of all of this. He said, I've got some sympathy for Greta and Extinction Rebellion, but he wanted to let them know about the greatest con- uh, greatest conservationist of all. And who is the greatest conservationist of all? Did you read, Houston. Did you read this bit? No. <laughs> he said, we have been, in Britain, we've been utterly ruthless in getting rid of coal-fired, coal-fired power stations, but who wanted to stick with coal? Arthur Scargill, Jeremy Corbyn, the rest of the far left. Who was the first British Prime Minister to put the environment at the centre of politics? 
Margaret Thatcher. Wow. The Green Lady, as, as no one <laughs> called her. Imagine the gall of that's Boris why, Johnson. That's why she called it. So this shut is down it. their mind. She did. Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. She didn't do it just to kill off the nationalised industries and break the NUM. She wanted Maggie. to do it because she wanted to save the world. Oh. Uh, early on around seven um, By the way, yeah. Gerard Batten, who is an idiot, yes. and the leader of UKIP, do you know what his solution to this was? Go on. He said the vast majority of emissions are generated by China, so how about the protesters go there to disrupt the workings of Chinese society? The government should pay their airfares. <laughs> so Gerard Batten yeah. is suggesting that we're going to cut carbon emissions by flying thousands of people from London to Beijing and the, I, I looked at the flights wonder. and they've got a carbon footprint of 2.8 metric tonnes of carbon per person. I also wonder if um, basically invading China on a green war yeah, yeah. Is, is a good idea. But, I but, mean, you know, I mean, but Margaret Thatcher, as the, the, the environmentalist, is That's is very remarkable. good. I think just as, a, just as a point for this, I have no... Um, I, have, I like a good peaceful protest. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I have no great deep sympathy with um, Extinction Rebellion or you know, nothing like that. I haven't been protesting myself. But, um, but the rounding on a, on a, a, a very articulate, clearly yes. teenage girl who is doing what she thinks is right in the right way yeah. um, by middle-aged men. men is fairly deplorable. It's not a good look, guys. Uh, on with the Brexiteers of the week. Then Richard Madeley. Yes. Written in his Express column. He's funny. And he, he said, and we'll talk about Extinction Rebellion again here, because he said he interviewed somebody from Extinction Rebellion. He said, I can't remember what she said, because annoyingly she kept tearing up in the interview, choking back sobs as she warned of imminent planetary extinction. <laughs> That's what Martin Bashir said. That's right, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, well, that's rubbish. Yeah, I can't that's remember any of Did she say anything? Oh, God. Uh, and he said... Um, Couldn't hear her behind the fringe. And then so he went on. He said this woman was crying, and I couldn't really remember what she was saying. And then he said, have you noticed how many anti-Brexit campaigners do this too? Blob, I mean. It's really irritating, as if they can think they think that a display of lacrimose emotion in itself makes for a convincing argument. Mm. Now, I've seen a lot of interviews about Brexit on TV over the last three and a half years. Yeah. I can't remember... I can remember one incident of a Remainer crying. Yeah. There were, there were probably a few on referendum yeah. night, weren't yeah. there, as the yeah. results came through. Frankly, yeah. I was too tired and drunk to yeah. have taken note of them. The yeah. only one I can remember is the woman who was a business owner whose business was yeah. going That's bust, right. who, yeah. who yeah. phoned up Jeremy Vine... Uh, and to protest because Lowry Turner had said that all people like her who were applying for Irish passports were mercenary yeah. and grubby. Yeah. I then watched the interview of Richard Madeley's um, um, interview with the woman from Extension Rebellion, who, who turns out to be called Dr Gail Bradbrook. This went on for yeah. more than seven minutes, yeah. and she teared up a couple of times. At no point was she choking back sobs. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe Richard Madeley's... TV, like his brain, is programmed different to everybody else. Another Brexiteer of the Week is The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, exactly. We're going to do the... Uh, we're, we're, exactly, we're snorting loads of cocaine and beating our chest right now. He's in the UK. Quaaludes, yeah. Quaaludes. Jordan Belfort. Yeah, he's in the UK. He did 22 he? months in jail for the stock market fraud. Yeah, he's in Essex. And what's the natural thing after you've done 22 uh, months in jail for stock market fraud and lost 
hundreds of millions of dollars. Other he wants to become an advisor to Theresa May. Yeah, good idea. And his strategy, she's been too sensible in the Brexit negotiations. Yeah. Uh, Jordan too Belfort sensible. said, I remember the energy and excitement of the Brexit vote. That's all been lost. Mm. Uh, with Brexit, there's emotional <clears throat> certainty and logical certainty. The vote was based on emotion, and the logical side now needs to catch up. Mm. The big mistake Theresa May has made is that she's not playing on the emotional side. She's allowed the conversation to devolve into logic. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a good thing to do? Ah. Um, that, that is odd. Yeah, so there you go. But the idea of the cabinet all on quaaludes and um, involved in war Dragging themselves is, out exactly. to the ministerial car along the pavement. Exactly, is, is quite, <laughs> to, is quite arresting, isn't it? Or, or just small MP throwing. Uh, yeah. Who would be... Well, there's an obvious one, well, isn't the there? The speaker. Of course, that's right. The speaker. Uh, we spoke about Gerard Batten before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And having started the day of his party's European election campaign launch by storming out of an interview with Sky News, yeah. um, because they sort of asked him, why have you got all these idiots <coughs> in your party? <coughs> yeah. um, he then continued... <laughs> that in, should be everyone's opening question at the moment, yeah, to be yeah. honest. He then went on in a manner, and it did make you yearn for the slick professionalism of the Paul Nuttall leadership era. Um, he, he started. Have you seen the clip of him where he starts mocking the Brexit party for their adopted colour? He said, "You can sum it up in one word: light blue." That is two words, Gerard. It is two words. Uh, I did like Nuttall's um, European election launch. He was, it was great. good, wasn't it? From yeah. the, from the moon, everything about him was brilliant, wasn't it? He then said, "We will not be going back to Brussels to get our snouts back in the gravy train." Right. You don't... Oh, hang on. You don't put your snout in a gravy train, do you? No. You put it in a trough, and the trough is on a gravy train. Right. So there you go. And the launch, of course, then descended into complete chaos. Activists, reporters trying to ask uh, questions about Batten and Mm -hmm. about these candidates, Sargon of Akkad and Count Dankula, um, (laughs) and uh, activists, people shouting questions to them, People, UKIP people, shouting them down, and uh, Gerard Button tweeted, it was a successful event, and I hope that the uh, rest of the UKIP campaign is equally successful. But the Brexiteer of the week... Go on. ...is from the Brexit party, but it's not Nigel Farage. Oh. It's Annunziata Rees-Mogg. Yes. Sister of... Nancy. Uh, sister of Professor Yaffle. And before she achieved fame as a Brexit party candidate and as an anagram of a stargazing neon emu... Uh, which is good. You can check it out if you like. Oh, I believe. I've checked it out. I believe. It's, co- it's, it's kosher. Poor old She EU. worked on an investment magazine called Money Week. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Yes. Uh, it's like the week, isn't it? It's a subsidiary of the week. Yeah, but it's and mainly to do with money. It's mainly to do with money. And what it does is it reprints, like the week, it yeah. reprints bits of articles yeah. from the week and then you add your own little bit of analysis and colour. And there are some really arresting headlines Uh uh, under Nancy's uh, byline on the magazine's website. Uh, I'm going to read out a couple. How to profit from the world's water crisis and why droughts could be good news for tea prices are two of them. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Uh, The Real Attention Grabber, 2005. uh, Great article titled Google Don't Join the Mania. Uh, And in this, Nancy points out that the company has, uh, and I'm quoting now, companies survived the dot-com crash, 
pulled off the largest and most talked about initial public offering, uh, which is a share uh, offering, in the history of Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And it's even entered our language as an everyday verb. But does that really justify its current share price of $410? And Nancy's verdict was, we are not convinced. And Google's share price now has backed that up because it's plunged to a mere $1,258. Uh, which is about three times what it was worth back then when she said it was overvalued. But then there was the Google Glass thing. There was, yeah. But Nancy Rees-Mogg, Annunziata Rees-Mogg, is the Brexiteer of the world. Is that the first time we have had... uh, uh, Is that the first... Family. Brother and sister Brexiteer of the week. Or even people from the same family. Well, apart from the week that we had the Crankies. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And once you've finished listening, we're almost there, don't worry. I know it's been a bit of a marathon. What what should the listener do, Steve? You could go to steadyhq.com, search for the New European, and Mm. pledge some money towards our work to stop Brexit. Stop it. You could stop it now. You could go to Facebook and join our readers group. You could just like us on Facebook. You could go to Twitter uh, and you could... Share us on Twitter. You could share us on Twitter. Is that what you do on Twitter? No. You're the expert on Twitter. You've been on it since the first man. I have, yeah. You were the first... First man on Twitter. Careful. Twitter. Yeah. You could go to Twitter and follow us at The New European, or you could even follow me on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. You could follow me on Snapface, at Porrit, T. We will be back next week, but until then, Mr Campbell, please play your bagpipes. Here you on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns